do you have any experience like like being on camera at all? Yes. You do? Yes. Move this a little, was, a little closer. You're fine. It also moves with you. Um, my twin brother, Roger, and I were on Romper Room, which was a <laughs> Romper which room? was a TV show back in the 60s. Okay. And I don't know how we got on it, but both of us were on it, and there were maybe five or six other kids, and it's sort of like a little kindergarten playroom setting. Okay. And we were on it, and I don't remember what we did, but I remember I spilled my juice. <laughs> on, on like Nash- a TV set? On national TV, yes. Wow. Did you, and any chance you could find that clip? Where would that be? I don't, I don't know if they would even say anything from the 60s. Yeah, the 60s. That's so long ago. Right. Man, that is crazy. Yeah, it's... um. So, yes, I was on television. Yeah. Well, we talked about this with... With, you know, Kelly was on Oprah when she was a kid. Yes. And trying to find the clips. And it's hard. Like, who do you email in the TV studio now about a clip from 20 years ago to find? Because they have they have those files. They don't ever throw that stuff away. I'm sure there's an archive department. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. What a funny clip to see. Oh, that would be hilarious. Well, in the last decade, let's say, any other <laughs> time on camera or video? Um, that was only 50 decades 50 ago. 50 decades ago. Um, any other camera? I'm just curious. It's hmm. different for everybody. No, we met when I lived in the Bahamas when I was a kid. We met Jackie Gleason, who okay. was ridiculously famous. Super then. famous. Yeah. He had his own television show then. Mm-hmm. But what was the scandal then was he was with his mistress. Okay. <laughs> in the Bahamas. Oh, in the Bahamas. On, in the Bahamas on vacation, and of course there weren't paparazzi around or anything sure sure we found out about it later that you know he was still married yeah but of course my dad being ever the friendly preacher just walks right up walk right up to him yeah hello mr gleason i'm so and so and these are all of my children and he introduced (laughs) all five of us yeah i'm I'm sure sure the man could have cared less but he used to do that at uh at dinners i remember we'd be at longhorn steakhouse when i was a kid and he said this is my daughter robin that's her son adam he'd go through like the waiter care <laughs> and it and it got worse as he got as his alzheimer's progressed he yeah would yeah go up to the beach at, with us at the beach and just go up to total strangers at the beach hey this is my family back here we're here from you know maryland and i'm like oh my gosh yeah yeah, yeah the mix of the alzheimer's with that pastoral like confidence was interesting Right. You know, because he's so he was always, um, I don't to, know, qu- quick and very social and likable and funny, small talk. Because right. you remember standing at, at the like the exit of a church service. I mean, he's, he's oh, a yeah, thousand he people in a row. You got to make little chit chats with. Yes. And he was so good at that. Very good at that. Yeah. But then it becomes as he got Alzheimer's, they lose that edit button. Yeah. Like, this is not appropriate. You know. <laughs> Man. Man, you know, it's funny. We were watching last night a um, bunch of really good or just, just well done, like 9-11 documentaries and specials and all that stuff out of there. Us too. Nat Geo had one that was super interesting. They would do a whole hour. It was like six episodes in a row. But each episode was on like a, a time frame. So it would be on like from 8.30 a.m. when they hit to 9.30 a.m. Oh, yeah. And it was just that. So it wasn't the whole event, but just here's what happened to these people here. I mean, it was interesting thinking back. I'm I'm trying to remember how old I was. I think 11. So that's what, fourth grade? Fourth grade? Mm, Yeah. And obviously, so I remember I found out on 
there was some weirdness at school, but they didn't make like an announcement. They just sent us home. Oh, sure. And I remember some girl on the bus said it was a terrorist attack and none of us knew what that really meant. But then what I was trying to remember was when I got home, I remember we had some sort of sit down where you were like, do you understand what this was? Really? Well, yeah, of oh, course, because all parents would, right? You'd have some sort of like, mm. you know, a serious talk about it. But I couldn't remember if you you remembered that. I remember where I was. Okay. I was home that month. Mm-hmm. I'd taken a leave of absence, and okay. I was stripping the carpet off the stairs and Weird. redoing the wood on the stairs. At Bass Court, that and, house? Yep. Yeah. And my mom called me and said, do you have your TV on? I'm like, no, I'm stripping stairs. Yeah. And so I turned it on, and so you were at that school right there, so yeah, yeah. I'm sure you would have come home, and I would have explained it, but I don't remember sitting you down and explaining it yeah. to you, but I'm sure I would, because... Yeah, well, you, well, it was, you realize how insane and serious of an a, of a thing it was that happened. That it's like I don't remember it hitting me that hard, but I was eleven, so I don't think I fully grasped. Oh no, you, you know, no, you wouldn't have. Yeah, but yeah. these shows that are on now are just so poignant because they're including so much more detail. Yeah, that we never heard back then. Sure, because sure. It was just too horrific and too sad. Yeah, and you didn't want to further add to the grief that those families yeah. but it's just been fascinating to see yeah yeah it's hard to believe it's been it's been 20 years i didn't realize the um that a ton of people died from the buildings collapse because before the first one collapsed no one thought that was actually going to happen so the firefighters rushed in and went all up into the building tons of them went into the building and i had never i completely forgotten that detail i assumed People thought they might fall, so they all got out. Oh, but no. no, it was like hundreds and hundreds of people went in after it happened. It's like, oh, right? That makes because sense. when my mom called, I remember talking to my dad too, and he said they're going to collapse. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why would they collapse? There's, you know, they're still upright. There's sure, major sure. damage. And he said all that fuel from the plane. He said it's going to disintegrate. Yeah, everything. And I'm like, what? And my gosh, 30 minutes later, he was right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stunned. The The collapses of them are part of the conspiracies that exist. There's a lot of various conspiracies running. I'm not, not going to drag you down that wormhole. But part part of it is that there's still people that debate that that is not possible, um, that it's that it was um, like a controlled demolition. And then you look into the like security team that ran the basement and a lot of those people were fired and swapped out in the weeks right. before. Seems very odd as a whole new group of people that run security that had act- yeah, it's stuff like that. You it know? seemed legitimate that the fuel did it because the way it collapsed was just, I mean, the fuel ran straight down the middle mm-hmm. of the building, which it would, yeah. all the elevator shafts and the stairwells. Sure. And so that's how it collapsed, just from within. Fell in. Yeah. And well, it didn't look like when you, if you've ever seen a building demolition, it looks, yes. it looks like it that. It sort of does yeah. look like it implodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's complicated. There's a million theories about, about yeah. a daily, and there was always going to be, you know, it's such a big, yeah. crazy event. But well, what other wild events were in my childhood that we did together? I'm trying to think. Lived through a blizzard, big old blizzard in Maryland. Remember that? Oh, yes. Got did snowed that? in, like couldn't open the doors and windows kind of snowed in. Right. That was crazy. Like dig your way out. Yeah. Yes. Um, the one time I took you to, on spring break, you were mm, 14, maybe we went to Vegas. You took a 14 year old to Vegas. 13, maybe 12. Yeah. 
I don't was think it you were the 14. Or the gambling no, that made no. you want to do it? Well, because we'd never been, but we were going to go to Hoover Dam. We were going to see Lake Mead. Did go to Hoover Dam. There was just lots to see. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we only went for four days. But you didn't tell me your ear was hurting before we got on the flight. Yeah. And so we got in flight in no time, and you covered both ears and screamed at the top screamed. of your lungs. Yeah. I mean, blood curdling. And it's silent. We're on a plane that's just taken off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Blood curdling. And there was a doctor or an EMT on board. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he rushed over like, what is wrong? And my ears, my ears. And yeah. So they called ahead to the Vegas airport to have a wheelchair ready for us. <laughs> and they were going to take us to the hospital. Yeah. And because he thought for sure you had an ear infection. Or I thought maybe you had burst your eardrum. That's what I remember thinking, burst eardrum. Right. You hear that. Yeah. So they did. They let us off the plane first. Yeah. Just the two of us, which was sort of mortifying, but yeah. you didn't care, you know. No, no. I do remember it being, <clears throat> you know, terrified. We didn't go to the terrified. hospital, but we did go to like an urgent care mm-hmm. right away. And Yeah. I remember I couldn't hear for most of that trip. Couldn't hear well. And really worried that. Okay, I'm just going to have to rent a car and drive all the way back from Vegas to Maryland. Ugh. That's what I thought we were going to have That's to do. That's 3,000 miles. Because <clears throat> we were only there th- three days, four days, and mm-hmm. I didn't think the meds would work quick enough. But he told us what to do when we got well, on the plane. And my eardrums didn't burst, right? It was just they were popping, but I had such a bad ear infection. You had an ear infection, yes. That it was just extremely painful. But right. Yeah, I do remember being... I've been back to Vegas since, but... Um, I do remember walking through like a casino and not being able to hear what the casino sounded like, which was weird because it's so busy and normally right. it's loud and chaotic and, you know, I well, couldn't hear was, any of that. That was the only one walkthrough because yeah. they stopped us every time we tried to cut through to get to the lobby of the hotel. Because I was a kid. Yep. You were underage. You were not even allowed to walk through the casinos. Yeah. So, but there were all kinds of stuff to see in vegas yeah it is it is family friendly just certain right yeah remember the m&m store that had like 500 containers of m&ms all separated in by color yeah i do remember that yeah 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 yeah, that was a cool trip we went all all sorts of places we did at least what four or five cruises we're doing a lot of cruises bahamas uh bermuda was a weird one remember during bermuda that the channel that that cruise went down Mm -hmm. in the the channel the ocean that they have to take in the ocean is constant is always rough and so the ship would pitch from left to right Mm -hmm. bow to stern who knows yeah (laughs) so much that you would completely lose the horizon if you look to the left horizon yeah you would you would not see the ocean on the left and then when it pitched the other way you would lose the ocean and we're like Holy crap. I mean, yeah. it, you would have to hold on if you were walking in the hallway. Yeah. It was, and we're like, what's happening? And they yeah. said, oh, it's this way every time. And But of course, they don't pre-warn yeah. you of such a thing. I remember that. You know what else I remember from that Bermuda trip oh, was? Oh, Bermuda. Oh, I know what you're going to say. The scooter? The scooter. The scooter. Yeah. Because you, you didn't want to ride it. It was like some 50cc, 
little scooter in Florida. They're everywhere. But like these, you know, they cost like 1500 bucks. But they're little like motor scooters with a license plate on them. They're street legal. Right. But we wanted to rent one you to had, ride around. You had a driver's license. I think it was might have been a learner's permit. I was 15 or 16. It was on the line where everyone in the family was like, should he be allowed to do that but or not? But you wanted to, and I knew you could. Yeah. So, and then when you, we rented it, they had a little area that you could practice, like a little oh, circle. Oh, that's smart, yeah. <laughs> and we went around that a couple of times because I knew you could drive it. Yeah. But then I was going to be on the back of it. Yes. So that was my only big concern was that you had to balance your weight and mine yeah. at the same time on that. and But you did it fine. Yeah, we didn't die. Oh, but do you remember the cruise? People warned us because you had to drive... Did you have to drive on the opposite side of the road? Yes, it was the opposite. Really and, difficult and to remember. And they warned us big time that tourists have accidents and the um, native people that live there do not care about you tourists. They, like, get out of sure, our roads. they're annoyed, yeah. They are so annoyed. And we didn't have any trouble. It was great riding it around the whole Bermuda. But yeah. we got back to the ship, and there was a husband and wife that had done the same thing, got a scooter, mm-hmm. and rode it together. Apparently didn't stay on the side of the road or something. But yeah. they came around a cur- corner or curve and a local bus ran them off the road or they missed it. Anyway, yeah. they s- took a skid, a slide on this motorcycle. Down, yeah. He broke his leg or she did. And then they just had massive like road yeah. burn and gravel in their legs. and. They could barely walk like the whole the rest of the cruise. Yeah. So I imagine so. Oh man. My tolerance level for getting that kind of beat up is is yeah. so gone. I remember growing up like having scat those were just road rash. Road rash I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of how many times I slid across the pavement. Hundreds for skateboarding. and hundreds. Yeah. Yes. Hundreds and hundreds of times. And now even one time sounds miserable. Like I'll be laid up for done. two weeks yeah. if I do that, you know? Right. Yeah. It's just funny as you get older, you stop um, I don't know, you you lose that toughness as a kid, you know? Yes. Except the other time you did, was it the little motorized skateboard thing? The go-ped. The go-ped. It's called a go-ped. That was the brand, yeah. And you were going around the neighborhood and... Mm-hmm. The sidewalk had buckled in well, one spot. The tree and, grew under the sidewalk, yeah. And it was buckled and you missed it and landed and broke your arm i broke it in three places i think it was fractured it in three yeah it was the only time my arm was like visibly bent you know screaming screaming yeah that was ridiculous yeah well i had yeah i I was doing at least 25 or 30 miles an hour yeah and just rolled and rolled and my arm just slapped the ground remember we were in a neighborhood that was a neighborhood association which means you pay dues to maintain the sidewalk. To maintain all kinds of stuff in a yeah. neighborhood like that. Yeah. So, Didn't they pay the medical bills? So I happened? filed a claim with them, like, I want the sidewalk fixed, because he's going to sure. be right back out there, and so will other kids that yeah. have these go yeah. Yes, they either paid medical or gave us, I don't know, $500. I don't know. It was it was minimal, but it was worth it, because then they did fix the sidewalk. Sure, sure. Yeah. Man. Yeah, when I think back about weird things I did as a kid, or things that... I hope my kid one day doesn't do. Injuries are one of the ones. Like the amount of times we went to ERs and hospitals and doctor visits. as a lot, you know. All the skateboarding era. There was always... If that's ma- the worst thing you ever have to put up with with your kid. <laughs> Broken bones. Take it. I'll take it. Yeah. 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 
I remember the, just, I don't know, just several. I remember one time I was, I think I had, I had probably not told you exactly what had happened, but I got a boxer's fracture. Remember that? I broke my... Pinky? Like, well, it's your pinky, but it goes down oh, into that your knuckle. down oh. into your hand, kind of breaks. Yes, and um, I remember that. And I remember, I don't know if we had looked it up. This wasn't quite internet back then, but I was. We used to call it going to the body. That's what you call where you box each other, you and a friend, but you're not allowed to hit in the face. That was the rule. And you did that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, super fun. Yeah, bare fisted. Bare fisted, just punching the body only. This was fun. I was thirteen or fourteen. Super or something. fun. Or super stupid. Talk to a 13-year-old boy, you know. They think all sorts of super dumb things are fun. Super stupid. <laughs> I think it was me and Darnell. And, um, so what he, did you hit that would he, fracture? He turned his shoulder, and oh. I punched him right in the side of the shoulder, and I just felt my pinky sink down into my hand. Oh my and God. then I think the story I had was that I fell backwards, and you know my hand went into the ground, and I was kind of making a fist. But no, I had punched my friend in the shoulder. And... Uh, broke my pink stuff like that you know what was to lie about that big deal well i think you always just think as a kid it's so nat especially me being you know wasn't that good of a kid you always think you're gonna get in trouble so you try to you know damage control you try to tell the story that makes you look a little a little better you were a great kid till you hit about 14 (laughs) so what happened at 14 dream child we always said i was a good baby i remember that oh no good toddler all the way up Till you got to 14. Yeah. And then... Then puberty hit. Right. And you got in some trouble at school and the principal called and and she's like, just get ready. She said, they're all like this. Every last one of them. Yeah. All 14 and on up. They all get And she said, don't think, don't think it's your <laughs> kid. I mean, she was just so matter of fact. She says, I'm telling you, they are all like this. They lose their minds. They have these perfectly wonderful children mm-hmm. and then they're just this child from who knows where and yeah. and sure enough and so is that how you look at like a lot of that that rebellious teenage years like it's hormones big yeah. chunk of it mm-hmm. same with like your brothers and things like that right because she had been a middle school teacher or principal it was the principal mm-hmm. that i talked to and she said just believe me they yeah. all just they don't know who they are and sure you know they're just on the edge of hormones and yeah yeah Plus, yeah. they're trying to find their way, and they're losing their mind, and yeah. they're tired of rules. And plus, they're in a new school, the bigger grade school now. They're bottom of the, the to- right. They're yeah. bottom of the totem pole, and she says, you know, everything's working against them, and they're so immature. Yeah, they don't know how to handle it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One thing I've been fascinated with recently is le- last year or so, learning about some of these studies about. Um, two-parent households, right? and they say that one of the best predictors of a kid's success, whether they'll go to college or whether or not they will end up in jail or um, how much money they'll make one day, that you can predict almost all of that stuff if they were in a two-parent household with a mother and a father. And if you take the father away, the chances of them going to jail are triple. The, right. the chances of them not getting a college degree are like 10 times higher. Um, right. It's I mean, it, the, the links are really, really crazy. I remember that. Um, it, that makes 110% sense because mm. when my brother Mike got in trouble mm. as a teenager, he went had to go to court. My dad had to go with him. And there was, mm, I, I don't know if this other, this other teenager was there. Mm-hmm. With one of his, with his parent, mother, I think, and 
they had, I don't know, they were sort of sentencing them together or they were hearing both. They had heard both cases. Okay. And the judge called my brother Mike up and, you know, my dad testified for him. You know, what a great family we come from. We've got a solid household. We go to church. I'm a pastor. You know, all this mess. And then the other boy was from a single family, some drug addiction within the family and all this. And the judge gave my brother, like, infinitely more time in jail or probation, whatever it was he got. Because he had a family structure. Because he said, there's no excuse for you to have made these horrible decisions when you come from from such a solid two-parent family. Yeah that has taught you right from wrong, that has showed you all the great examples of, of how to be a good kid. And then he told the other boy, I get it. I get yeah. why you've made these bad choices. You've got no role models. There's some truth to that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to understand exactly why the two-parent household works the best, but I think on paper what happens most of the time is you know, most women, most mothers are more empathetic, more nurturing. Right. You know, they... You know, moms love kids in a different way than fathers do. And fathers tend to be more of the disciplinarians. And so you get that whole spectrum. You feel all the love that you should from your parents. Right. But you're really kept in line by the father type figure. And, you know, parents can trade those roles around. But when um, you think about it, couples that are together, they're usually, you're, it's usually opposite. Sure. Oftentimes, yeah. And so it's like good cop, bad cop. Good parent, bad parent. I mean, it plays into really well being opposite when you have children Mm -hmm. as far as because they love you each differently. One's nurturing, one's more hands off, but then one's disciplinary, one's not. So it's, I think it's such a good balance when it's a two parent household Mm -hmm. because they're the opposite. So they're going to. Sure, exactly. They complement each other. Yes, the opposites complement, whereas. Single, you've got to do it all, unless you've got extended family that provides good role models. Yeah. See, I I always tell people, I think you did about as good of a job as somebody could do is, you know, playing mom and dad, you know, having to make the disciplinary decisions, but also making sure that I know I'm loved and cared for. And, you know, that's a tall order for one parent. It is, but I think I did it well. I know I did it as well as I could. Sure. Because I'd had two parents and they're Mm -hmm. opposite. And they were, you know, I had a good childhood, so yeah. I knew what to do. Yeah. Remember what I used to tell you when we went to restaurants and these kids would be acting up, screaming or crying. Mm-hmm. And I would say, whose fault is that? Why is that child acting that way? <laughs> and you would think, and I'm think, I'm like, why are they doing that? And I would tell you, because that parent sitting there is letting them. Yeah. Like, that child is upset about something, but that parent is not smart enough to figure out or how to stop it. Sure. Or how to appease this child or how to discipline this child. Yeah. It's the parent. It is not the child. Yeah. Yeah. That so yeah, it's that case until until how old though? Right? Cuz when it's when the kid's 16, is that parent's fault anymore? You know, what's a parent supposed to do if 16-year-old makes a bad decision, no. you know? At well, a certain point it's like you At a certain it. point it's it's choices. You make yeah. this choice, that's on you. Yeah. You, you'll suffer the consequences. And, well, you could do that with a five-year-old. You know, you jump on that bed one more time, there are consequences. Sure. <laughs> and 16, you know, yeah, you get your cell phone taken away or mm-hmm. no car. Yeah. 
I had all that stuff happen. Yep. Yeah. 13, 14 to like 18, basically. Or until rehab, really, until 21. Yeah. You know, that whole window. Hormones make a ton of sense when I think back about that. You know, it's, it's yeah. like you, you think, why did I do certain things? Right. Why, would, why did that seem like a good idea to do ABC, whatever the horrible story was? But yeah, hormones, I think, have a have a ton to do with it because and just as equally (laughs) is the immaturity sure you don't know anything about the world and but you think you do Mm -hmm. like you're so much smarter than your parents oh yeah i thought i knew what i want you know i know what i'm doing and yet you know clearly yeah in hindsight you don't my dad used to say if you could take a kid from 13 or 14 Mm -hmm. put them in a deep freeze until they are 21. <laughs> 21. Yeah. And everybody gets to skip that whole period. Yeah. And then when they pop out at 21, you take them out of the deep freeze. Yeah. They're mature. They're ready to listen. Everybody would be so much happier. Yeah. And well, because like, he had, you know, four boys. Four and, boys. And you. Right. And for everybody listening that doesn't know, the gist of the story was you're the only one that never got in a significant amount of trouble. Right. Right. All of the other ones had some kind of trouble at some point, you know. And yes. it didn't turn out, not all of them turned out that way. Right. Girls are more mature than boys Soon at that they age. mature sooner, yeah. Which is true, mm-hmm. because I saw the trouble my brothers chose to get into. But you never wanted to join them. And I was, was like, how stupid are you? Yeah. Like, you did that, and you know you're going to get caught, and you're so dumb you get caught. It's like, <laughs> if I was going to do it. half of what you guys do, I would know how to do it better yeah. without getting caught. <laughs> oh my gosh, they were like the dumbest criminals. Yeah. It caused such trauma and drama in the family. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'd never do it. Man. I'm so not interested. Do you remember, like, what was the worst thing that you actually did as a teenager? I'm sure it wasn't that bad compared to most people. But, like, do you remember any moments of where, like, you're like, oh, that was that was a bad thing you got away with, you know? Usually my m- smart mouth got me in trouble. T- back talking? Back talking. Yeah. And I could see that, yeah. The worst... We'd had a babysitter when I was eight. It wasn't our regular babysitter. She couldn't come. Mm -hmm. So they got this backup girl. Oh, and you decided to test her. And no, we were, I mean, we were little. Yeah. Like we were eight. So that meant that my brothers were six and four and two. So we were watching TV. It was in the evening and she would not let us sit on the floor to watch TV. You had to sit on the furniture. And I'm like, we're kids. What, how weird is that? Yeah. And she just kept on like, no, they can't sit on the floor. And I just blurted out, well, you're the backup babysitter and we didn't want you in the first place. <laughs> well, she told on me. Yeah. And I got whipped when I got home. Yeah. When they got home. So it's like, <laughs> but my dad laid me across the bed and counted out six. Yeah. With the belt. Oh, you got the belt I got the belt. Up. Oh, gosh, yes. Man. See, Which you, people, yes, it's legit. Yes, I would have whipped my kid Adam, but I, you, I put the fear, never, I would have whipped you. Yeah. Had you needed it, I would have whipped you. Yeah. I, I believe in the belt. By the time I was acting up, I was too old to do that, right? Because you don't do that to a... No, you don't do that to older. 14, 15, 16, oh, you're not spanking them. No, no. But... Because um, you have to outsmart them at that point and take away sure. what they want, but No. No, I had the belt for sure. All my brothers did too. Man, but see, would you say like it worked on that? Worked on you, but not so much on them. It did when they were young. Oh, when definitely. Young. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yes. 
And I had planned to whip you as well, like when I knew I was going to have a child. You were you said I'll do that if I need to do it. Yeah. Of course, but um, I don't oh. know. I'm so like authoritative and discipline, like with my voice. Like I put the fear of God in you. <laughs> you used to say that. I remember that feeling. Yeah. Like I could look at you and you knew. Okay, you're in trouble. Yeah. Or if I said no, like you knew I meant no. Yeah. And so many of these parents don't mean no. Like they'll, I've told you ten times. Sure, well, one yeah. is all it means, and then yes, they should get whipped after that, <laughs> yeah. or smacked, or something. But anyway, yeah, we got. I could probably count on my hands, one hand, how many times I got spanked. But yeah. my brothers regularly, and we survived, and it was not abuse. Yeah, it, it's very, it, it's controversial. Um, I, I think part of the controversy is because th- there were certain times in, like let's say. American or Western history where people, you know, really rode that line of what child abuse is. You know, like my dad, for example, he had stories as a child that were clearly way over the line. But in that era, like, do you remember the first case of child abuse was filed as animal abuse? Because no, they would, nobody had ever heard of such a thing, uh, that a parent could beat their kid. And they said, well, yeah, we all beat our kids. But people, you know, didn't understand that there's there's a line you can cross where this is well, There's abusive. beating and then there's... Spanking and yeah. discipline, you know. Yeah. And there are some parents that should not do it. They don't have the temperament. Mm-hmm. They can't. Or they do it in anger. They do it in anger. They can't. They really should be spanking and discipline and not in anger. Mm-hmm. Especially if you do it right at that moment. You're so mad at this kid for whatever they've done. Mm-hmm. And clearly, you should know if you're the parent that should be doing that or not should be doing sure, that. Sure, sure. Yeah. I honestly like the way that, that my dad had, had mentioned it. You know, he's... He, Probably got a good perspective on it, being that he lived through, you know, some of that stuff. But I remember he said one time that he had a story where he found a book of matches sitting on a curb, right? And he went and was lighting them and just throwing, you know, right? You know, he's eight years old or something, right. lighting matches. Totally and it is dangerous. You yeah. should be in a little trouble. You can't do that. But his dad came and just beat him half to death. Right. And he said the second it was over, he went right back outside and lit all the other matches. Right. Right. Because it, it, it fosters like a hatred, oh, you yeah. know, to, to have that sort of thing happen. And But now he knew he couldn't discipline you. Like he would never even. He like, always said that. He never touched me. He yeah. never touched me because of the abuse he suffered. Mm-hmm. So he's like, nope. Yeah. He didn't do it. I think it's somewhere in, in the middle. You know, I think there's, I could picture my kid doing something bad enough where it's like, oh no, it, an, an ass whooping is in order here. Right. But that, to me, that would never be the go-to. That would be down the list it of It really depends on the temperament of your child. Mm-hmm. Like you were such a good kid. Like, you know, we had a great relationship when you mm-hmm. were a little kid. And I don't know, some kids, you just have to break their mean spirit. <laughs> just got to crack them open. Yeah, sure, Well, some sure. are just worse. And yeah. so you have to know your child well. Like you would not have benefited from being spanked. Yeah. You know. But yeah. others, others, yes, indeed. My brothers, yes. They yeah. Need, they need. Well, we've learned this lesson, you know, obviously raising kids and dogs, not quite the same thing. But like, you know, you've met our two dogs this week, Tahoe and Rhino. And, you know, Tahoe, like I said, you when he was young, you could snap your fingers at him and he'd pee. You know, so the thought that you'd hit that dog or spank him or any, right. you know, it was just, it's crazy. It's right. crazy. But Rhino, you could just you could soccer kick him, and he doesn't even understand if you're playing or not. Maybe mm-hmm. we're just having fun, you know. Right. It's um, but we realize that 
the more kids you have, you, you'd have to change your parenting style you for, for different kids, you, you know? Yeah, I remember you had always said, people had asked if I was the only one. And you said, he is the only one, but I could have had five. I remember you used to say that. Yeah. I could have had more. Oh, yeah, I could have. Would have. Yeah? But, yeah. It was my dad. It's what it was. You right. didn't want to have more with him. Right. Yeah? Yeah, and you... Women ought to recognize that. Sure. Like I knew just within the first year. The first year of me being born? Right. After you were born. Just how he didn't pitch in to help. He wasn't um, hands-on. Okay. You know, didn't put you to bed. Didn't really want to change the diaper. You know, he was better when you were like two Mm -hmm. because he was more of a playmate. Yeah, my ste- my stepmom <laughs> like, that he remarried said used the same word. Said playmate. said playmate was more of the. And then you know. sometimes when you were born, when you were little, a baby, I would go to the grocery store and I'm like, I'm going to the store. You know, you've got Adam. Well, you can't take him with you, and I'm like, no. You know, maybe I'm getting my hair cut afterwards, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, I don't really want to babysit. And I'm like, it's well, guess what? It's not it's babysitting. Your it's your own child. Your own child. And but that's how he looked at it. Yeah. And so I'm like, nope, not having any more with this one. Man. Man. So even though we weren't even near divorce, you already knew. I that. just knew, and wasn't even thinking of divorce. Mm-hmm. I just knew. Okay. Well, I don't want any more. It's so him. strange though, because I think of. You know, I mean, you know, I had talks about, you know, before Kelly and I got married, because I like everything I spent, you know, years thinking about it first. And one of the things that that made me more confident in getting married was that I knew I wanted to have kids with her. That right. was never in question. Right. You know, and I don't know. I assumed you had thought about that before you married my dad. Right. You had thought. Oh, yeah. We this, thought we would have... be the father of my children. Oh, yeah. And... We thought we would have two or three because you yeah. came from a family of three. I came from five. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was man. But then it was like a must have been somewhat of a letdown, you know, to say, like, this is not the father I thought that I'd have here, you know? Mm, yeah. Well, I just and it wasn't mean or anything. And I didn't even tell him that. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to have any more, you know? Yeah. And um but about the second year, I think when you got in preschool or... No, you weren't even in preschool then. I don't know. At some point, but it wasn't until you were two or three. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I said something about, yeah, I don't think we should have any more because we could provide so much better for him. You know, if it was just one and he bought that crap. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that's just what I told him. I was just like, nope, not having any more yeah. with him. So. You ever wonder what it would have been like to have more? I do, you know. Always oh, it would have been great. Yeah, would have brother, sister, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could have had more, handled more. You yeah, know? and yeah, I would have totally done that. Yeah, another life. Another, yeah, another life. Like I would have even done foster children. Oh, okay. You thought of thought with, about doing that before with my current husband. I've thought about it. Would like to do. It. You can just do infants. Interesting. Not that they. You'd and be they're so not good at that. And yeah, they're not going awesome. up for adoption. The, I have a friend in Kansas who does this. They just take infants, mm-hmm. and the system is working with the birth parents to take the child back into their home. 
So those children are not up for adoption. They'll never, they never will be. Oh, the parents are having problems. The parents are having problems. They were removed and they, our parents are still working to get the children back, the baby back. Gotcha. So they might, the parent might've had a drug problem or been arrested or had right. some serious legal issues. And as and soon they, as they get something cleared up, you know, you might have an infant for one month, six months, 12 months. Well, that's a cool, cool setup. Cause you know, you're not raising this kid, but you are making right. a huge difference in right. their life. Yeah. It's shorter. And so, you know, the birth parents, you're working with them. And anyway, I thought that would have been cool, but yeah, that would have been, that would have been awesome. But, yeah. Super but cool. this husband's not into that either. So <laughs> no more babies for me. Well, having baby around is a lot. Oh you my know. gosh. It's, I think men get more nervous of the, the liability that is a kid. You know, because like, for example, like when when we're around like babies, like Kelly's got no problem. She'll hold the baby right away and just do oh, the yeah. full, all the maternal instincts kick on. Right. It's no problem. But for me, I've noticed like, do I really want to hold a baby? If I drop this baby, I will ruin these people's lives. You know, like if something were to happen, <laughs> right. like I'm responsible for this devastating, horrible thing that happened. So I'm like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Like, you know, like I get more... More nervous. Okay, so how many 10-pound objects have you dropped? 15-pound <laughs> objects. Good, really? Point. Have you dropped something and just shattered it? No. That's a good point. No. Yeah, you don't drop 10-pound little footballs for no reason. Yeah. And if you fell or tripped, believe me, your body will roll Yeah, you'll the right something. way that you protect that baby because yeah. you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't land on it. I learned something so interesting the other day. I'd never heard this. Well, we went over to our friend's... Um, Matt and Olivia, they just had a baby. And, you know, a few weeks later, we went over and brought them dinner. And um, Matt was telling me, he said, I don't know why, but he said the last, you know, two months or so, he said, I have put on like 20 pounds. And he's a thin guy, so he didn't mind. Right. Um, but he's like, and it's not just a belly. He's like, I haven't been eating any different. I just bulking up, you know, and I don't really know why. And no kidding, the next day, I was listening to a podcast on something with hormones. And it said that women release a pheromone which are the you smell them right yeah. so it's like airborne hormone messages is what they are right and the women in their last trimester of pregnancy release pheromones that the man smells and it signals them to gain weight and the thought is that whatever they, for that they would be more um more warm for when the baby is born for cuddling hmm. that they would also have more fat reserves so they could hunt longer. It's like an evolutionary oh, thing, right? Because for a very, wow. very long time, um, you know, that would be kind of the setup is the woman would have the child nursing or whatever, and then the man would have to go get food. But if he had more weight on his body, hmm. that he would actually be, be more capable, sure. you know, to stay out longer uh, and in colder temperatures. Uh, but anyway, that's a real thing. So like the man gaining weight around the time the child is born, that is an actual hormonal process that happens. Isn't wow. that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. I'm thinking of a guy at church that happened. Put on he, a bunch of weight when the babies came? He's just got this little pot belly, and he's like, well, she makes cookies all the time, but I don't eat them. And, but, <laughs> but they'd had a baby. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. total sense. I thought that was so fascinating. You I know. know. Well, prepare yourself. Prepare, I know. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Well, when y'all have a baby... Don't plan to keep it long because I'll be taking it. <laughs> I figured you'll yeah. have visitation rights, we, but that's it. Well, we've said what a wild card that'll be for you because you know how often are you going to come down? Are you going to talk about moving down or you know what's the setup? Well, my mama and my husband better just plan to go <laughs> to the next life because something out. I'll be in Florida a lot. Yeah. Huh.
Oh, you know, Kelly's dad moved to Perdido Key, but her right. mom is still there. So we've got the the double grandma set up right. if needed. What do you want to be called? Like the, we never talked about that before. Like who cares? You don't care? No. You don't have any preference of Not what the grandma all. name would be? No. I remember my mother did. Don't yeah. call me grandma. <laughs> what? You are? No, she she picked Grams. It has to be Grams. She picked Grams. Yeah, I don't want to be called Grandma. That sounds so old. I'm like... That's what I call Grandma what? Rose. Grandma. Yeah. I was like, no, yeah. I could care less. There's, um, I mean, there's some really weird ones out there. In the South, They, I've heard like Peepaw and like, all, like very strange ones. Right. I'm like, that's a weird way to say I it. I know one, she wanted all of them to call her Honey. Honey? Yep. That's so not even her, like a traditional. So all her grandkids call her Honey. I'm like, that's too weird. Yeah, that's a little. Yeah. You just like the name Honey. That's right. all that is. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly's grandparents on the German side, they go um, Oma and Opa, which was kind of nice because kids can say it. Yeah. You know, it's a little that's simpler. True. And they go, Opa, Oma. <laughs> yeah. Little babies. But uh, yeah, that's, that's probably what her side would do, the German one. But Makes yeah. sense. And it sounds German. But it sounds it does. fine. Yeah, yeah nope. it totally does. Oh, I have no preference. We'll get to know. <laughs> we'll go through the list, pick something cool. Yeah. That's funny. Well, our mom, we did almost, well, yeah, we did about 45 minutes. What do you Whoa. think? How are you feeling? I don't feel like I'm going to get famous. <laughs> I don't see the money coming in. I don't quite see it. Yeah. Well, famous is a weird one for podcasting. It's um. Oh, and I don't have to be famous. Just <laughs> little checks coming in would be good well i think it's always interesting to have have somebody you know there's a lot of people that have watched me online for 10 years which is weird not all of them but yeah. there are some people who have been watching me check on in video. periodically even like every couple of years sure yeah. sure things like that um and so seeing somebody's mom i always think there are some people i've watched online for 10 years yeah and then i think of their mom like that's so interesting it, it would be like you'd love to see joe rogan's mom that's a good example right. yeah that's a great example right you just wonder you like you just well, see a different side i'm sure well and you wonder like well, who who's responsible for raising this person because they turned out a certain way right. and you know their parents are you're welcome involved <laughs> yeah yeah this um this podcast has been an, an interesting project being able to be on camera but not through the drum filter because that's normally right. how everything has worked this right. whole time you know it's got to be a nice change nice but scary you know scary in this kind of sure there are certain beliefs that you and i probably even share that it would be very foolish for us to say them on camera knowing this is going on youtube right. very foolish it sure. will get taken down it'll get reported you'll find censor of censorship so yeah. A living thing in this world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouldn't it's, be, but there is. Yeah, it's scary. Scary happening. But then a, you think there's some beliefs, too. Like, I wouldn't want to hear somebody's rant about something. Something insane. Right. But yeah. then that's what your on and off button is for. You know? That's the thing. You know, I, I look at it as like being offended is, is almost always a choice. Almost always. There are some things that right. are offensive, for yeah. sure. But, you know... Your willingness to sit with that feeling and say, I am so offended, you know, your and willingness yet to do that. People keep watching it or keep listening to it. That's the thing. They do. Or yeah. they keep following the accounts on Instagram or wherever. Sure, it's sure. Like, you chose to be here. You yeah. can unfollow, you can turn it off. Yeah. They don't. They'd rather type in or sure. respond so negatively and so hurtful. It's absurd. Yeah. Even when I get negative comments on like a drum video, which is not 
controversial, but some will say, I hate this and I hate that. And I go, you clicked the video. I did not come to your door right. and knock and say, do you want to watch my video? Like you clicked it and chose to come here. And then as and soon complain. as you don't like something, nah, that's not for me. And sure, scroll on. Sure. Well, it's like you go to a restaurant that wasn't that great. The move is we don't go back to that restaurant. Right. We don't have to go trash them and tell the world what a horrible restaurant, you know. Exactly. Maybe, maybe it comes up one day and you say, I didn't really like it. Right. But We're to just go, not going back. Yeah, we just won't go back. And who cares? It's, yeah. it's really... A lack of maturity. Sure. It really is. If you just keep choosing to listen or follow or, um, and then to actually type in some horrible, hateful, hurtful comment that you wouldn't say face to face in 500 million years, but yet you'll type it (laughs) because they're not looking at your, in your eyes. Of course. It's it's unbelievably. How immature are you? You remember Louis C.K. had that bit? I feel like you and I watched this together. We were just dying. It was like... You know, in traffic, somebody comes close to your car. They don't hit it. They just right. touch off and it's kind of close. And the things you'll scream at them in the car. Right. But now imagine that same situation happened in an elevator. Somebody just kind of came close to brushing by you. Right. And could you imagine if you said the same thing? Say, you piece of how dare you come right. here. You know, it's just things you would never do in person. Right. But the internet is like, it's like road rage kind of stuff. You it know, is. When, when there's a... A separation. You're in this little glass pod. Nobody right. can hear you, you know. Or you're on the other side of a keyboard. Yeah, things people will say are are outrageous. I've been called things online that no one has ever said to me in person, and I no mean, one ever would. No one ever would because it's no immediately like we're right. gonna have to fist fight here if you right. say that to my face. You know. Yeah. Oh, it's and this is even back in the drinking days at bars, getting in heated conversations or things like that. Nobody says, you know, I don't know. The things I've been called, I'm calling every name you could ever think of. Right. Name an insult. Like, yep, absolutely been called that. Yep. Even down to scam artist, liar, um, manipulator. Like, just, yeah. Or they have, or they they just have to respond. I'm just thinking on Instagram. Yeah. Like, rather than just hit your unfollow button, oh no, I have to type in, I do not agree with you. And this I'm unfollowing is, you. And I am unfollowing you. Well, <laughs> Really? Do you think that person really cares over yeah. one follower? No, just hit unfollow and move on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that younger generations can learn from older ones, you know. Yeah. I mean, older generations have their sensitivities to different things. Um, but yeah, for for the most part, it's um, it is shocking how thin-skinned people are nowadays. It is yeah. weird, you know. It's tragic. Well, all right. That's it. You did it. Your first podcast. My first podcast. Pretty sure it's my last. <laughs> I think you'd be good at podcasting. You oh ever, my gosh, I think it would be, it'd be torture. Would it? Yes. Just sit around and share your thoughts and ideas. Just sit around and talk. But you're so good at sitting around and talking. Like you have high social skills. Yeah, I just. Mm, mm. Yeah. Well, Th- I, now that I'm retired, things that you have that I have to do. Yeah. I hate it. You hate the obligations. I hate the obligations because now that I have it, none near you next just to none. Spoiled on the freedom. Oh then. my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Like even volunteering at the school that I volunteer. You know, uh-huh. I'm, now I'm roped into Fridays for this library day, and it's like, oh, I hate it because when I wasn't yeah. assigned just to library, I could go in any day I want. Yeah. And volunteer, and I was just organizing. Yeah. But now that I'm roped into Fridays, it's like dread. <laughs> dread. So if I had to be roped into a podcast 
Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, no. Nope. Well, I look at it, it's more passion project, for sure. You right. know, you talk about things you like talking about, too. Right. But I'll tell you, the one, one weird benefit I'm finding of doing a podcast is you can, you can talk to people. You know, imagine any bloggers you follow or people who, you know, just do yeah. things online that you like. Yeah. They will sit down and talk to you if it's for a podcast. Not just because you're some person that wants to talk to them. That That's... Millions of people want to do that. Right. But if it's a podcast, there's a reason to do it. So you can get people sure, to they, sit down and engage with you. And, you know, sometimes these are people that are authors on crazy topics or right. experts in a certain field. Oh, sure. Field. It would benefit them for sure. It benefits them to talk to you. Right. But then you get free advice or free knowledge or right. you learn crazy things. But then to have know? to hook, find people and hook up with them. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. It's a business. You're running a business in right. that way. I'm yeah. retired. Yeah. Well, this was an easy one then. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was obligated though because like, you're my boy. So, <laughs> but now obligation is over. Woo! Well, we'll do part two when you're down in Florida next time. It's no. your turn. You got. I've been up here about twice in a month now. So, well, I'll come to Florida, but there's no need for a second podcast. <laughs> I'm not being. I'm not. I'm not promising anything. <laughs> well, all right. We'll see. Well, thank you, Mama. Love you. You're welcome. Love you too, sweet boy. All right.